This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Welcome back. You're listening to The Morning Run. In about 15 minutes, we've got the opening bell as well as corporate earnings from the likes of KPJ and uh, Gas Malaysia. But in the meantime... Let's look at the big story that came out over the weekend because the cabinet has agreed to amend the federal constitution to allow children born abroad to Malaysian mothers to gain automatic Malaysian citizenship. The proposed amendment is expected to be tabled during the current session of the Dewan Rakyat after completing all legal procedures. This proposed revision of the federal constitution seeks to replace the phrase whose father in part one and part two of the second schedule with the phrase at least one of the parents. This has been a long battle for Malaysian mums that had to go through an arduously long and unreasonable process to apply for their children's citizenship. So how significant is this step? And what happens from now on? Will there be any roadblocks to this change in our constitution? For some answers, we speak to Sriani Kemp. She is the president of Family Frontiers. They are a registered society that focuses on policy advocacy for families citizenships and women's rights. Good morning, Suri. Now, the Minister in the Prime Minister Department, Azalina Othman, and Home Minister Saifuddin Nosotion issued this joint statement to amend the citizenship rules. What does this statement say about this cause that you have been fighting for? Hi, morning. Well, it's really an acknowledgement of the struggles that Malaysian mothers and their overseas-born children have had to go through as a result of discriminatory citizenship laws. And it's also a promise to make things right, to rectify the discrimination that uh, permanently, but, you know, by amending the federal constitution. And of course, for this, we applaud the, uh, the cabinet and this government I mean, this is a far cry from the days when the government wouldn't even acknowledge the problem. And so I'm I'm really encouraged by the cabinet's decision. And it demonstrates the political will to move on this issue and move on it quickly. So what are the next steps to ensure that Malaysian mothers can assert their parental rights under the law? Are there more legal hurdles to overcome? So the cabinet decision at this stage is akin to a promise, right? And so nothing's really happened yet except for the government's commitment to amend the federal constitution. So the real test will be in how quickly the amendment bill gets tabled and passed in parliament, and it needs to pass with a two-thirds majority vote. And so, of course, we were quite anxiously awaiting the bill uh, to amend the constitution. Um, and once it is uh, shared table, we, we're happy to provide the necessary feedback to ensure that it will be comprehensive and adequately, um, you know, ensure that no child born to a Malaysian mother um, is left out from being an anak bangsa Malaysia. And once the amendment is passed in parliament, then the Home Affairs Ministry will presumably issue instructions to the National Registration Department to start receiving documents from Malaysian mothers to validate and then issue the children's citizenship documents. So, I mean, we've still got quite a long way to go uh, as it, you know, as all the official steps that need to be taken have yet uh, to happen. But, you know, we're encouraged by the um, announcement that the bill will be tabled in this parliament session. Because a two-thirds majority is required, what's the likelihood of it being passed in Parliament? Do we have a sense of the level of support among parliamentarians? So, you know, given um, our support in Cabinet, uh, sorry, in um, Parliament, and um, so the recent um, confidence vote, but also 
Um, I think because this, more than that, I think this issue has received a lot of support um, and public support from MPs. Um, and so, you know, we're quite hopeful uh, at the moment. Um, of course, it's difficult to tell for sure. But, you know, um, based on the signs, it's it's quite likely that, you know, we're feeling quite positive that the that there will be a two-thirds majority vote um, to move the amendment. But, you know, we'll see how. I don't want to jinx it in any way. <laughs> and Suri, there have been many stops and starts with regards to this issue with the most recent Court of Appeal allowing the government to overturn the 2021 landmark decision by the KL High Court to allow Malaysian mothers to confer citizenships to their children. Since then, do you have a sense of how many families have given up this cause and moved permanently away from Malaysia? Oh, that's, I think that's quite a difficult thing to guess. You know, some some people, some others may have been disincentivized or discouraged even from trying uh, in the first place. Or, or once they've tried, they've put the process on hold because, you know, once you submit your application, it takes years, in fact, um, to, to, to arrive anywhere. So we know that the number of applications pending has been in the thousands. And it's difficult, you know, to pinpoint who exactly along this process may have lost hope. Um, and we have mothers, for example, whose children are above 21 and they're still here on visas uh, and they still haven't given up and they cling to really any bit of hope that they can. Um, you know, so it's 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 difficult to tell. But again, the, the move, this this cabinet decision and the commitment to make uh, to change the federal constitution to amend the federal constitution really changes the landscape of of hope and of what is possible you know i've had many mothers uh, since the announcement reach out to me saying they cannot wait to ensure that their children receive their citizenship and and really either come back or you know at least stay Okay, but assuming the constitution is changed, you know, we are not going to jinx it, and Malaysian mothers can assert their rights, how fast do you think these children can receive their citizenship certificates? Do you anticipate bureaucratic hurdles on that front? Yes, actually, we absolutely do. I mean, the good thing is, is that we have some form of precedent in terms of how it played out after the High Court decision in September 2021. So back then, we had brought mothers uh, in to uh, the National Registration Department, and the children of the six applicant mothers on the case were issued their documents within about three, mo three months or so, after some bureaucratic delays, including, in fact, non-functional printers to print out the certificates. Uh, but of course, hopefully, you know, based on that past experience, uh, we hope that the process uh, going forward will be smoother and faster since, you know, the National Registration Department and the Malaysian consulates also have an idea of what to expect since, you know, there's a precedent. And just give us some context, Suri, you know, the significant challenges and unfair treatments that have affected mothers and children, you know, over the past few decades, beyond just all these bureaucratic delays. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the biggest change, I think, would be that Malaysian women can now confer citizenship on an equal basis as men, regardless of who they marry, and where they give birth, you know, um, and and at the end of the day, they their children will be granted citizenship by operation of law or quote unquote automatic citizenship, which is what men currently have, right? Um, because previously, um, women would have to go through this process known as citizenship by registration. That process is arbitrary. It's very opaque. 
And, and of course, as I mentioned earlier, it takes years. And the success rate has been has always traditionally been between one and three percent, meaning 97 to 99 percent of the applications are either rejected or pending. And in the meantime, uh, you know, the overseas born children of Malaysian mothers are considered non-citizens. And that means they're treated as foreigners, which in turn means that one, they don't have equal access to basic rights, such as education and health care, including essential things like vaccinations or aid. And then, um, and of course, this is even harder for children who, who are chronically ill or a child who has a long-term disability, which requires consistent care. And then um, for children who are unable to inherit their father's citizenship because, say, their father has a ref is refugee status, or um, or uh, for other such, there are some other reasons. You know, then the child is in danger of being stateless. We do have some of those cases, and of course, um, you know, for mothers in turn, it, when they are in such situations, they're exposed and vulnerable to remaining trapped in abusive or toxic marriages, and of course. I think the biggest thing is that they're constantly living in fear that they will be forcibly separated from their children. I really could go on, uh, but the fantastic thing about this decision is that, you know, should it be realized, all of these negative consequences will go away just by granting women the equal right to confer citizenship to their children. And that's something I'm absolutely looking forward to. And so are we. Thank you very much for your time. That was Suryani Kempe. She's the president of Family Frontiers. They are a registered society that focuses on policy advocacy for families, citizenship and women's rights. And this is indeed very good news. I, the law just seems so unfair and almost... Archaic. Yeah, like from the Middle Ages. Why are women and men, why mm. do they have different rights? And I mean, I'm glad that we're going to make a constitutional change. So once and for all, it's, you know... the there will be no discrimination. Let's just hope politics doesn't get into the way of this much-needed change. The interesting thing, though, is that, you know, this could set a precedent for many other, you know, legislative changes, perhaps that are unfair and discriminatory against women. I have this Malaysian friend who married a Thai national and has been fighting for this cause for years. I understand she had less problems with her first child, but she encountered numerous problems with the second and third child. So I guess we have to commend Anwar and the current government for making this happen. But like you said, Phil, it's not the end of the road. The bill needs to get passed. You need to get two-thirds majority. So hopefully that pans out well. I certainly hope so. Um, next, of course, we've got the opening bell as well as Market Insights with Stephen Innes of SPI Asset Management. But before that, a quick message. As fears of recession and inflation mount in an increasingly uncertain economic environment, thinking long-term has become crucial to anyone's wallet. But where do you start? From the stock market to unit trust to robo-advisors and even cryptocurrencies, where should you park your money in today's world? Join us at the BFM Ringgit and Sense, investing through a stormy 2023 event where our experts guess We'll share insights and tips happening on Wednesday, 1st of March. Get your tickets at bfm.my forward slash events. The event is presented by Sun Life Malaysia, your lifetime insurance and takaful partner. Up next, the 9am news bulletin. Keep it here, BFM 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.